Welcome to 501 Crossroads, your show all about nonprofits and the people that make the mission happen. I'm Marjorie Moore, President and CEO of Mind's Eye, and my personal mission is to make nonprofits stronger by identifying and fixing the rubs that so often come up between people and the mission. My fabulous co-host, the nonprofit ninja, Natalie Jablonski, is here. That's right. Specializing in helping nonprofits maximize their time, talent, and resources to achieve organizational greatness. Well, hello there, Marjorie. Hey, Natalie. How's it going? Oh, hold on. I'm taking some. Hold on. Mm. Oh, mm. oh! You've got something there. I do. It mm. smells delish. You know it what does. it is? Is it some wine? It is. You know why? Because today is a wine, wine on one. one. Clink, clink. Still I love saying it. clink. Yeah, it's a good word. It is a good <laughs> word. I love it. What are, are we celebrating? Anything tonight, or are we just enjoying this really good wine? Well, I, I think uh, mm, we are delish. we are both um, in the thick of that time of year. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's the time that we get out our. our <laughs> our tax records and all that kind of stuff. No, it's oh, silent good. auction Whew. time. Oh, good. I thought I'd rather do that. <laughs> silent auctions. You know, I love silent auctions and I also hate them mm-hmm. um, for all of their wonderfulness and all of their frustration. Mm-hmm. But at the end, they people like to participate in them and they raise some good money. So mm-hmm. I feel like there, it's, it's a necessary evil. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. I think once you have one going, it's hard to stop. Yeah. I, I remember I have a, a had a friend from another organization who was trying to kill her silent auction for years, and she had she had one of these weird ones where it Sounds was set up in the auction the for way. a month, and <laughs> it was it was no bueno. So Ugh. yeah, so maybe uh, silent auction do's and don'ts. Uh, mm. Don't make it go on set up in your office no. for a month. No, no, don't do that. And I think there's got to be something that we said if we're going to do do's and don'ts of of silent auction on this, you have to do know your audience. Oh yeah, that's huge. Please, for the love of all things holy, if someone gives you something that has nothing to do with what your audience would want, you need to either have a crucial conversation with the person that gave it to you, mm. or you need to figure out if you're allowed to use it for anything else. Or throw it away. I didn't say that on the air. That was Marjorie. So if anyone's <laughs> playing this, that was totally her. I would never, ever tell you that I did that. Yeah. Although <laughs> there there are some things that you do have to question. That whether the donor was just trying to give you get rid of some junk. I know. And take a tax write off. Or if they honestly thought that I was going to be able to sell have this at my hands. Have you gotten some of the stuff though that you're like, what were they thinking? Yeah, actually one of one of my favorite silent auction items was years ago we got this um it was like a picture sculpture. Of, a, a picture, a yeah, picture so, of a sculpture. So no, it was like a. So it was like a. Like it was like painting size. So it like hung on the wall, like okay. a painting would. Except it was like three dimensional. Yes. But it it was a a lady of the night, um, with her um, bazungas oh. kind of falling out, oh. and she was looking out a window waving. Uh, oh. Yeah, and we tried to sell that at our very first style in auction, I believe, and uh, it didn't sell. What, I, well, I don't know why. Yeah, it was that's weird. a shame because I'm sure it was. A piece to be remembered. It was, yes. <laughs> I, I need to. I need to check in with the former CEO of our organization to see if he still has it because we traded it back and forth for a while. <laughs> wow. wow, that's that's impressive. Yeah, there's something to be said about when the items you get. Like I've had volunteers get super excited. They come in like, "Look what I got for our silent auction!" And when you have to ask, "What is it?" It's never <laughs> a good sign because you and they show it to you and you still don't know. Yeah. You're like, oh, awkward. Okay, well, we'll put that with something really valuable so that someone will have to take that with them. Oh, but this is worth $300. Fantastic. <laughs> you will be the first bidder then. That would be... I always, I have told volunteers before, I'm happy to put on the silent auction, but you're the one starting the opening bid. Oh, that's a good idea. I wish I had done that a lot. Yes. 
Yes. Like um, the woman who said, oh, that my, my neighbor is willing to crochet a personal scarf for, Ooh. you know, four people. And I'm like, wow, a crocheted scarf. is, And they're like, oh, they're so cute. I have one. Well, great. Well, then I'm going to anticipate that you'll be op- doing the opening bid mm-hmm. because I want to make sure that at least we have something started. I wouldn't want this, your neighbor get her feelings yeah. hurt. And so, that is really which hard. goes back to my do. Do mm-hmm. do have opening bids and do have plants. Yeah. You know, we do opening bids for everything. We actually do bid increments and actually they are written down on the side. So if my opening bid is, is $50, the next bid is, let's say, 75 or and then the right. next one's there. So you can actually see. I like your we, silent auction. I've bid on that before. Yeah, I've we gotten, don't let people do the math. Well, and sometimes after you've had a few drinks, you really don't need to do the math. Yeah, that's another do. Get, now, do get your crowd drunk. Yeah. <laughs> not that we're saying not so much to or let do them come home, alcohol, right? Make, and make sure Ubers <laughs> are available. Um, so my question, the thing I've been seeing this trend, do or don't, buy it now. What is your thought? I, I do. I, on I everything? Like I, I on have been doing things. it on everything, but... And I usually do one and a half times so the value. So explain what buy it now is for those uh, who so, just perked up and are paying attention because they were drinking wine while we were talking. Yeah. So let's say that you have an item that, um, or maybe all your items, and you want to put a purchase price in so that if somebody really, really loves this item and they want it, they can buy it now or own it now, I believe is the preferred mm. terminology because buy means like you're spending money, but right. own, like you can have it. So I usually set mine at one and a half times the actual value of the item. And almost none of my stuff sells for that much. So when somebody buys it for that, that's a big win for us. Now, I've got some stuff where the donor is like, yeah, this is this beautiful, like, they, like they'll donate this absolutely gorgeous hand-beaded necklace. Hmm. And we'll be like, well, it was like $35 to make. And the value of that is not $35. Right. <laughs> so, not to mention, sometimes it's the person who actually made it, mm-hmm. it makes it more valuable. Exactly. Yeah. That Well, that is true, too. So, yeah. So for all of our silent auction items, we, we do buy it now or own it now. And most of them are one and a half times. Some of them are a lot more. Now, I have to tell you on the guest side of that, mm-hmm. what I really do like is that I don't like spending a lot of time in the silent auction world. Mm-hmm. I go through once and that's it. Oh, yeah. So, so if you really want something. Right. When I go through, we have a... Now, my husband loves the game. He mm. loves to go back and forth. And, <laughs> like, we're eating our salad. He's like, I got to go check on my item. I'm like, for Pete's <laughs> sake, just put some money on it and come back and enjoy your food. Like, what you know, well, it's just a salad. But nonetheless, you know, mm-hmm. I... It, that bothers me. Sometimes it's got that really good raspberry vinaigrette sauce. I know, and it's right, tasty right. And... Or the what was the creamy onion, creamy red Ooh, onion? Mm, yeah, good. <laughs> so we always plan great uh, food in events world, but we never really get to eat it because we're working the silent yeah. auction. <laughs> so I don't like the back and forth. So I go through the silent auction one time. Anything I want, I put in my final bid when I bid, mm-hmm. so that I know I'm not going back because I'm done. And yeah. if it, you've jumped three spaces, oh, maybe. Uh, absolutely, I have. <laughs> I have been known for something to be thirty dollars. I'm like, I would pay a hundred bucks for this and just jump it to a hundred. Nice. Not because I'm trying to like look all fancy, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> which is receive that. I'm lazy. Uh, I don't want to go back. And if it bids over, if someone bids one hundred ten dollars, I'm not going to go home at night and go. Oh, I should have been one hundred twenty. Yeah. Like I'm making that decision right then. Mm-hmm. So I do like the buy it now own it now feature Mm -hmm. because on some of those things i'm like hmm that would be kind of nice and then i don't have to worry about going back and forth yeah for the people who don't like to play the game i like it i've seen some that they do own it now on some of the larger items Mm -hmm. but on some of the smaller items they they don't bother they don't bother with it they let they let the game play so i am always it's the the other downside to letting the game play is you have no idea how long that bitchy needs to be that is rough you know because i mean sometimes i get get bids that go all the way up to the own it now and I'm I'm always shocked by that personally. Especially when it's like a basket that I'm like, 
this basket is just garbage. So and, when it know. hits the own it now, is the bit, is it over? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, and that is the downside. Ah, like, so you're limiting it yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Although I've only, I think I've only been in maybe two situations where I felt like I maybe could have made a lot of, a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. But these were things that like Sorry, I was ended, at, <laughs> ended at like $50. So the, the value wasn't that big anyway. So right. maybe I lost out on 20 bucks. Maybe. So, so I'm not going to worry about that. When it, so do's or don'ts. When you are putting together a silent auction, should you have multiple pages behind it just in case? If you're not putting a buy it now feature? Um, I I used to, yeah. So although on the other side, I'm not sure how many of us have time for that. I, I almost <laughs> wonder if you have some blank pages that you could put through and then you could just staple and add it. So it wouldn't mm-hmm. have the item on the top. It would just be you would be able to flip it to that next page and kind of just let it continue. You have to have a really good volunteer base that can monitor that. Yeah, and, that's tricky. And and here's the other one. So which do you like a log big auction or would you rather have everything condensed into bigger packages and smaller amounts, like oh. 30 big items mm-hmm. or 60 medium size items? So this has been the eternal fight at my organization. It's a, it's a, yeah. You're not the only one. This there is, are nonprofits across the country that argue yeah. about this. So this is staff versus committee here. Um, staff would really like it to be a lot of larger items. 30 items and um, we're done. Yeah. Right. I usually, the, for the, so we've had up to a hundred items in our, in our, uh, in our auction that maybe gets 200 people at it. So it's a lot. Right. Um, so I think last year, two years ago, I set a 75 limit and we still went up to 90. Um, <laughs> it was a large option. So it, it happens. Uh, but I, I would really like to see bigger items for, for more, although it does, increments are tougher than it is like if you're starting your bids at $300 you're going to roll out to go up to $400 so you better have a fundraiser somewhere else that someone can drop 20 bucks or 60 bucks at if they want to spend a smaller amount so that is something you have to know your audience on right Mm -hmm. and I have been to auctions where the items have all been way too expensive for my blood or just something that yeah you know I wouldn't mind that thing but I I don't want it for $300 and I certainly don't want to want it for 500 (laughs) right and so again it's going back to the very first one which is you have to know your audience Mm -hmm. and what interests them I think all staff would rather have less because administratively it's so much easier easier to take care of but if you would have put in the room that you just suggested with how many how many people did you have in there about 200 so if you would have tried to crowd 200 people Mm -hmm. around 20 items it's too much. Yeah, yeah. It would have been a mass chaos. Yeah. You would, and unless it, now I've seen it done one way really well. And if I could remember the nonprofit that did it, I would call them out and give them credit. And I'm so sorry if this was you, let me know and comment. It was brilliantly done. They had like 20 items mm-hmm. and throughout the room, kind of like food stations, they had auction stations. Oh. So they had like two or three items on this one, two or three items on this one. And they had them on these different tables throughout so that no matter where you were mingling during that event, you were near some. You were, you were near some auction items. I really like that idea, and I did as well. That's the only way that I've that I've seen it thus far. That I've thought that's how you make it small, and that's how you get two hundred, three hundred people mm-hmm. around your auction table. Yeah. Because typically, what do we all do? Traditionally, we put it in a corner somewhere, mm-hmm. keep it out of the way, try to make it a nice line so everyone mm-hmm. can go through. Which then everyone's confused. It's like the buffet line. Do I go this way yeah. or that way? Where's Ugh. the plates? Right. <laughs> um. So I've seen that, and that's brilliant. The other thing that I really like, um. And I've seen several organizations do this is that they close different tables at different times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they typically close the lesser expensive items first. And mm-hmm. I think I saw yep, we do you that. guys do that as yeah. well. I don't know the strategy behind which I, what the reasoning was on different tables, but 
yeah. some of the strategy is our goes from money. So we've got our purple section, which is the cheap stuff. Yep. You close that first. Because if gold, I didn't bid green. on that, I might spend more money yep. on this item. That's mm-hmm. the, the thought behind it. Yeah. So if you have a large auction and you're trying to manage administratively behind the scenes, mm-hmm. it's a great way to be able to get that first set done, the second set. Um, but do figure out a way to make sure you communicate with your audience as to what table number one is. Don't mm-hmm. don't label them as A. Don't tell them is it table number one. Colors are great because when you're drinking, you can still do colors, <laughs> right? So I, I've seen it done beautifully with uh, very simple helium balloons mm-hmm. and uh, tablecloth colors. I've seen Ooh, um, different sides. So they've called it the bar table. So it's mm-hmm. over near the bar. The stage table is over by the stage. So some sort of visual, you're, you've, you've given them liquor and now you need to help them, you know, what's closing <laughs> next. Uh, and have some volunteers like kind of raising their hand, the vol- you know, yeah. where the volunteers okay. are at. This is the next one closing. And, um, do you think, here's a do and don't. Do you think it's necessary for you to do the table is closing in five, four, Ugh. three. I hate it. Two. At this point, aren't you like, seriously, close the doggone auction? Mm-hmm. I usually am. And I've I've been in the back as this is happening. And I rarely have people fighting over an item, you know. Um, I had someone know, take oh, the bid this. item off of the, the bid sheet off of the. Yeah, my volunteers are actually known for no, no, doing that. No, no, no. A person who, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, like yeah, a bidder who decided they want anyone else to bid. Oh, not cool. So they, oh, yeah. So they just picked it up. Not cool And so no all. one else could bid on it. Yeah, that's cheating. Uh, well, yes, I know. <laughs> but I wasn't going to tell that person that. <laughs> and they bid a lot for the items. So I'm like, yes, you, you, you're happy. That's good. Um, but yeah, I, th- why we feel the need to count down? I don't know. Because no one really cares. We're all eating our dessert. Mm-hmm. And we just really want you to close it so we can get back to the program. And at well, that point, if I wanted it, I'd be standing there. Yeah. And I guess that's my other question maybe for you is uh, when should the silent auction end? Should it end when cocktail hour ends and you know, dinner starts or should it go into dinner or after dinner? I think there is some do's and don'ts with regards to when to close the auction based on your event. But I don't mm. know if there it can be specific enough that I can tell you this is the best way to do it. So here's some variables that you would want to consider. The first variable is tradition. Mm. If you're working with an event that's been 30 years, it's always been like this. If mm-hmm. you're going to shake that tradition up, You've got to figure out a way that everybody understands how it's changing. Don't just put in the program and expect mm-hmm. everyone to know. Nobody's going to read your program. You, no one will read your program <laughs> and you are going to aggravate everyone and you can turn off some donors. So question first is what's tradition, right? If it's not tradition or it hasn't been established long enough to be tradition, by the way, for those who like to argue with me, five years, a tradition does not make. Mm. Good try. I'm talking a <laughs> uh, longstanding tradition, right? Uh, so if you don't have that tradition problem to deal with, and I think some of it has to do with the activities of the evening mm-hmm. and being respectful to those activities. Mm-hmm. If you have speakers that are going on, you have an awards presentation going on. I think there's nothing more rude and disrespectful than in the middle of an awards presentation, you have people getting up to check your auction item. Yeah. Unless that they're going to get their dessert. Which that is, is that person's <laughs> night, mm-hmm. right? Or those group of people's night. They're there because they're being honored and represented. And obviously, you pick them as an organization for a reason mm-hmm. to be honored. Don't disrespect them by having your auction open during that time. At that point, either change your program or change your auction closing, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, It also depends on how much you've got administratively going on behind the scenes. If you've got a very robust administrative process going on, you've got a great checkout strategy, you've got a good distribution on winning tickets strategy, you've pre-registered credit cards, you've got Mm -hmm. staff and volunteers aplenty 
if, we, if that's the case, by the way, congratulations. Um, <laughs> and all that's really smooth. You can go until the final evening of the activities before it's, you know, to close it because that's not the factor. Mm -hmm. However, then if that's not the case, which I suspect many of us struggle with it, then you kind of need to work backwards from when the night thank you and good night comments start mm -hmm. and when you need to be able to administratively get all that out. So I think some of that comes with that timing. Yeah. Um, and not every silent auction is held with a dinner. Some are held no, with a cocktail reception. Some are held with a 5K. Some are held um, with something completely different, like um, a fashion show. Mm -hmm. Or a golf tournament. Or a golf tournament. And so I always uh, look at the simple rules of when are they gathered? Mm -hmm. How much are they drinking? I'm sorry, that is a factor that you have to do. And if you mm -hmm. have no alcohol happening, then my question is, when are they feeling charitable? Are they mm -hmm. feeling charitable after a big presentation from your board chair or are they feeling charitable after the last person runs the walks the runway? Mm -hmm. uh, what does that look like for your mm -hmm. organization? Because you don't want to close it before then. That's a good point. You know, I feel like that is one benefit of the electronic systems that mm -hmm. we're seeing more and more of. And I haven't played with one myself other than being a it's guest becoming at an auction. popular. Yeah. yeah. Have you used one? I have not used one okay. in our organization, mm -hmm. although I've worked with several organizations that have used them mm -hmm. successfully. Yeah. Some have done pre-bidding. So they open Ooh, those nice. in the head. And then another one that I just went to, um, I worked with them and they not only had it beforehand, they kept announcing it during, so you could mm -hmm. continue to bid while you were still sitting at your table using your phone, which you meant probably you were engaged. That, didn't you? that was the best. <laughs> um, but they left some items closed that night, and some items didn't close until a week after the event. Not sure I like that. And I asked what the thought was and why they wanted to do it that way, because uh, again, as a consultant, all you do is consult, right? Mm -hmm. They make the decisions. They had people who were out of town, and they mm. wanted to give them a chance to participate, and they thought they would be um, obnoxious with their bidding in order to have their contribution. Hmm. Uh, I can't say that I agreed with them mm -hmm. and I think it may have backfired a bit yeah. on, on some of those bids, but see that it did work social media wise afterwards. They sent out a social media post. Thanks so mm -hmm. much for coming. If you didn't get to come and you'd like to still bid, there are still mm -hmm. 15 items on the silent auction and it closes at this time. So they were able to plug it that way. Mm -hmm. I think they have to create a culture for that to work. Um, yeah. it was interesting strategy. I can't say that I would have went all in on it, but again, a consultant consults, not, makes those decisions, right? That is true. I did really enjoy one time I had a, um, I, I got sick um, before an event that I wanted to go to and they did all of their bidding online. And so I was able to sit in the comfort of my couch and actually bid up some items. I don't think I ended up winning anything, but uh, it was nice. So if you're so, going yeah. to have it online, here's a couple of do's and don'ts to end you with, right? Mm -hmm. If you're going to do an online auction, A, do make sure that you have the link in the program or whatever you're handing out for them to see or have it on a table tent. They need a visual. Mm -hmm. If you try to have your MC announce, please go to www.abccharity slash event slash auction slash. And I'm not joking. <laughs> I went to an event and that's what they did. No. And they kept repeating the big uh, HTML <laughs> link. It was a nightmare. And then they kept getting it wrong. Ugh. Even worse, right? So do post it there. Do post it on your social media and your website, which mm -hmm. makes it very easy in case people can't figure out how to do that. At mm -hmm. least they know how to go to your basic communication, right? Um, do promote it in the invitation mm -hmm. or in the confirmation of their reservation mm -hmm. so people can preview it. So do have a preview with that as Ooh, well. I love previews. Uh, and then finally, do send thank you notes. Include those people in the thank you notes. Oh, yeah. They're, you're capturing their information. Mm -hmm. uh, that was one of the big faux pas I had with an organization I was working at. They mm -hmm. said, well, they're just, they're getting the auction item. No, no, no. 
please, there is no such thing as too much thanks. Right. Yeah. So and they think they're donating. They they do. And their tax advisor can tell them how much they can deduct or mm-hmm. whether they can deduct. But, but either way, they paid up two hundred dollars for an item. In their mind, they've just given you two hundred dollars. I agree. And last so. but not least, if you're gonna do it online, do see if you can include more than just your personal group of friends and family mm-hmm. and, and donors. If you can make it public and you can do that as a public piece and get a a media source to help promote it, you can really get some, gain some great attention. So I do have a strategy about that for public, but, and of course, by all means, do drink wine. Yes. Always drink wine. (laughs) Good tips. Thanks, Natalie. And thank you to all of you for joining us on 501 Crossroads. 501 Crossroads is recorded at the studios of Mind's Eye Radio and is produced and hosted by me, Marjorie Moore. And me, Natalie Jablonski. Mike Curtis is our sound engineer. Please go to iTunes or Stitcher or your favorite app and subscribe and leave us some feedback so others can find us. You can find us on Facebook at 501 Crossroads. Thank you for listening. And remember, we're all working towards the same outcomes.